podcast starts right now. Welcome to the Asman and Butik Show podcast. I'm Jake Asman. As always, joined alongside Dan Butik. Dan, great show planned today. We are going to be joined by ESPN analyst and former New York Jet offensive lineman, Damian Woody. Yeah, looking forward to it as usual. Bringing in Damian Woody. Played with Mark Sanchez, protected him for a couple of years, so it's going to be interesting to see his opinion. Jets letting Mark Sanchez go, bringing in Michael Vick to play quarterback. Of course, and of course he also played with Darrell Revis, who recently signed yep. with the New England Patriots, a player that Damian Woody called the best defensive player that he's ever played with. So we got to get his opinions on Revis, of course, going to the New England Patriots. We are going to be joined by Damian Woody right after this. Welcome back to the Asman and Budic Show podcast. We are very proud to have on Damian Woody, former New York Jets offensive lineman, current ESPN analyst. Damian, thank you so much for calling in. Yeah, thank Damian. Hey, no problem at all, guys. So let's get right to it, Damian. Obviously, before we touch on the Jets, Revis, and Mark Sanchez and all that, I want to know, the NFL today announced that they're getting rid of the goalpost dunk celebration. I, judging by your tweets, I saw you weren't too big of a fan of that. No, I'm, I, listen. You're asking, a, you know, you're asking a bunch of men who are playing in emotional sport, playing a kids' game, to act like a bunch of stiffs out there on the football field. I'm a big believer in sports is entertainment. You know, that's what it is. Period. And uh, people want to be entertained. It seems like each and every year the NFL is tweaking or putting in place some type of rule or penalty that you know strips away from the fabric of the game. And I just don't agree with it. Damian, what do you think the thought process is of Roger Goodell and the NFL of putting something in place like this? Well, I, I mean, listen, I, I get it. You know, there was, I guess there was an incident with uh, Jimmy Graham who dunked it and it messed up the alignment of the goalpost, which was which was a delay. So I, I understand that. But to me, that was one out of how many times that we've seen, you know, numerous players dunk, you know, in the National Football League last year. It, listen, guy, I think guys, if you go out there, you make a good play, a, a big play, Guys should be able to celebrate. There's, there's nothing wrong with it. You know, it's an emotional sport, and uh, that's that's just part of the game, in my opinion. Now, David, switching things to Darrell Revis, your former teammate, are you surprised he only took a one-year deal and chose to sign with the New England Patriots? No, I'm not surprised at all. Listen, Darrell's a, he's a very smart business guy. He understands the market, you know, at, at the time, and that he wasn't going to get paid $16 million as, as he was probably seeking. So, why not go, you know, go out to a team like the New England Patriots, who's a perennial winner, always have a shot to get to the Super Bowl? You know, you've seen the other signings that the Patriots have had this offseason, so clearly they're gearing up for another Super Bowl run. And if you go out here and you play great and you're the Darrell Revis that everybody knows, then you're going to get back on the market market again and probably be able to command the type of money that you that you got in um, you know, the past year. Damian, obviously when we heard he was going to get cut by the Buccaneers, the Jets – circulated as a team that would be interested. Do you think it was just about salary cap and not wanting to pay him that kind of money, or was it more after the whole you know, bad blood about him getting traded to the Buccaneers? Do you think that had anything to do with it? Uh, from you talking from the Tampa Bay perspective or from the Jets From the Jets perspective. Well, listen, you know, from the Jets, we, we've seen the, the Jets and Darrell Revis situation play out numerous times throughout his career. You know, the holdouts, all those type of things. I'm pretty sure the Jets... They just, Jets and John Isaac, they're wanting to go into a different direction. Obviously, the Jets know and Rex Ryan know that the type of player that Darrell Revis is, but, you know, they didn't want to relive those moments that, that you know, they that they experienced throughout Darrell Revis' career in New York. Um, you know, so I think that's why 
you know, Darrell eventually moved on to the to the Patriots, and you know now the Jets got to face him twice a year. Now another former teammate of yours, quarterback Mark Sanchez, who helped you guys get to those two AFC Championship games. He was recently cut by the Jets. I don't think a lot of people are surprised by that. Are you surprised that the Eagles are one of the teams rumored to be interested in signing Mark Sanchez? No, I'm not surprised at all. Listen, Chip Kelly, he's a he's a very smart and innovative guy, and you know the things that he, you know, what he probably saw in Mark Sanchez is this guy has a lot of experience. You know, he started a lot of football games. He saw a lot of big football games. You know, with four road victories in the playoffs. So anytime you're able to add that type of experience to your roster, you know, and I'm sure in Chip Kelly's mind, that's a good thing. And uh, as far as his deficiencies, Chip Kelly is an offensive offensive minded guy. So he feels like that, you know, if Mark Sanchez comes in healthy, and obviously he has to pass a physical, but if he comes in healthy, he'll be able to correct some of the deficiencies in, in Mark's game and rehabilitate his playing career and get him playing some really good football. Damian, as far as the Jets are concerned, bringing in Michael Vick, do you like that move from a Jets perspective, bringing in a guy with as much controversy as Michael Vick is with a franchise that has so much controversy over the last three or four years? Well, I like it from a, from a, just a, a pure football move. Here's what I like about it. Number one, uh, his his old offensive coordinator is is, is uh, on the coach staff, Marty Morningwig. So Marty Morningwig is familiar with the player. The player is familiar with the system. Number two, they have Mike Vick and and, and Geno Smith have similar uh, styles of football. Both of them, you know, are very athletic, can run. Uh, both of them have strong arms. So I like the fit there. I like the the, the scheme fit. Michael Vick would be able to. Uh, threaten the defense not only with his legs but all, but also with his arm because we know we all know that Marty Morningwood likes to go deep. So as the Jets continue to add pieces, uh, especially at the skill position, then I think you'll be able to see uh, the true value of not only what Michael Vick brings but also Geno Smith as well. Now, do you think this move is going to help Geno Smith, or could it be similar to a, I don't want to compare Michael Vick to Tim Tebow, but that situation seemed to kind of rattle Mark Sanchez and kind of undermine him. Do you think Geno Smith can handle Michael Vick being there, either pushing him or trying to compete for his job? Well, I don't. first of all, I don't think the, you know, Michael Vick situation and Tebow situation, you know, they're, they're nothing alike. I think it was clear, clear as day when Tim Tebow came in that uh, the motives were a little bit, you know, beyond the football field. But, you know, that's in the past. But in my opinion, competition is good for everyone, even at the quarterback position. Should bring out the best in both of the players, and whoever whoever wins the starting job, I think it's going to be better off for it. So both of these guys are going to come in and compete and, um, you know, may the best man win. We've seen Rex Ryan be very questionable about whether he was going to pull Sanchez when he wasn't playing well in 2012. Do you see that case here? It, we've seen him uh, not being able to really handle the quarterback position. He's been juggling quarterbacks. Do you see it a little better here, second time around with two quarterbacks? Well, yeah. Listen, uh, you know, obviously it was a it was a rough season for Geno last year. He turned the ball over a ton, but he did improve the last quarter of the season, taking care of the football. But listen, part of you know part of the problem was. Uh, the lack of weapons on offense. When you don't have the explosive pieces on offense, it makes it that much harder on a quarterback, especially a rookie quarterback who's trying to get assimilated to the National Football League. Going into his second year, you know, Geno Smith, the, the game should slow down, and as the Jets continue to add pieces, more explosive pieces to their offense, then it should bring out the best in this game. So Rex Ryan, his style of ball is he wants to minimize the turnovers and play to his strength, you know, run the football, uh, be explosive in the passing game, and also play great defense. And that's what he wants out of his quarterback. And, again, as they continue to upgrade at the skill position, then I think the quarterback play will be much more effective. 
Now, Damien, as we currently stand here on March 25th, who do you think will be the Jets' opening day starting quarterback? Is it going to be Geno, or will Michael Vick take his job? Well, listen, if you had to just look at it on, on face value right now, you would probably have to say the edge goes to Vick because the guy's just been he's – been, he has a lot more experience under his belt. He's played in some big-time games. He's accomplished you know, a lot in his career. Obviously, the big elephant in the room is durability. Can he stay healthy? And that, that remains to be seen. But just based purely on experience, uh, you have to get the edge to Michael Vick. And just on a mental aspect, do you think Geno Smith, only in his second year, we saw last year b- before the draft happened that people were said he was a developmental quarterback. Do you think this is good for his mental psyche, playing one year and then not being the starting quarterback the next year? You know, I, th- I think he's a tough kid. I think he's a mentally tough kid. He dealt with a lot last year in his rookie year, you know, being benched and all those type of things and, and having some of the games that he had last year. He went through the ups and downs of, you know, of a you know rookie quarterback in the National Football League. So I don't worry about his, his mental state. I think he's again he's a tough kid. He, he embraces competition. He wants to be he wants to be the best, and this quarterback competition will make him all the better for it. Now, Damian, just switching things up to the rest of the Jets' offseason so far, obviously they did not resign Antonio, Antonio Camardi after they cut him, and they really have a huge void at that cornerback position. What do you think of Isaac's approach so far this offseason? Well, I think he's been he's been he's been patient. He's been letting the market come to come to him. He's not going out here and throwing around a bunch of huge dollars on a lot of free agents. His philosophy is going to be building through the draft and making smart decisions on player acquisitions. So uh, that's that's really been his mo throughout. He wants to build a team that's sustainable for for the long term, and I think he's doing doing it the right way. I know Jet fans have been up in arms about. You know, certain things, especially the cornerback position. But, I, you know, I, I truly believe that they have a plan in mind, especially with the drafts coming up and, you know, post-June 1st cuts. There's going to be plenty of time to address the cornerback position along with other positions on the roster. Obviously, the Jets added Eric Decker this offseason to a five-year deal. Where else do you think the Jets are going to go as far as receivers concerned to put either Michael Vick or Geno Smith in a better position to succeed? Well, I mean, listen, they have flexibility because they have a lot of salary cap room and then a bunch of draft picks. They have flexibility to address that position. Obviously, you know, you heard that you're hearing the rumors about Deshaun Jackson. And, you know, I think a lot of stuff will get settled once we get closer to the draft. Uh, moves won't be made right now because really there's no there's no need. There's no, there's no urgent need to really address that right now. As we get closer to the draft or even during the draft, then I think you'll start seeing moves being made. You know, obviously, this is a deep draft. There's a lot of receivers in the draft that the Jets can choose from. So the Jets have options to be able to draft a wide receiver position. Now, Damian, before we let you go, we wanted to get you to touch on the Giants because a lot of controversy surrounding their decision to not re-sign Justin Tuck. Were you surprised by the Giants not bringing in a guy that helped them win two Super Bowl championships back to their roster? No, I'm, I'm not. I'm not surprised at all. Listen, you know the great Bill Walsh always said it's better to get get rid of players a year earlier than a, than a year too late. And listen, Justin Tucker's been an ambassador for the New York Giants, not only for the Giants on the field but off the field. He's done a lot of really good things in in this in this community around here. But uh, the Giants, you could clearly see the Giants are trying to move in a different direction. They're trying to get tougher, a little younger on the line of scrimmage. So. Justin Tucker has done a lot of really good things for the New York Giants, but it's just a matter of uh, the front office is just ready to move them to a different direction. All right, Damian, thank you so much for giving us uh, a few minutes of your time. Really appreciate it. Thanks thank you, again. Damian. All right, no problem, guys. Special thanks again to Damian Woody, former New York Jet, 
former New England Patriot and current ESPN NFL analyst, joining us to talk a little Jets offseason. Uh, upcoming in our future shows, we got Steve Summers of WFAN, golfer John Daly, so it should be a lot of fun. For Jake Asman, I'm Dan Budick. Thanks for listening to the Asman Budick Podcast. Thank you for listening to the Asman and Budic Podcast. Make sure you go on to iTunes and subscribe to the show.